It's 5.01. It's been a long day, and we have lots to say. Yeah, we're just two young professionals having genuine conversations with no filters. So if you had the stuff to say at work, but you couldn't, that's why we're here. So check us out. Yeah, man, check us out. If you're new to the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at bougiebowtie and professord4 underscore. So let's have a real conversation. Let me tell you how I really feel. All right, let's get it. I'm a one young, one young. start this thing charlie we are here yeah it's been a fucking a year and two days year and two days so we really came up and you no know, let's jump into our intro intro mm-hmm. so here we go the first recording of the 501 talk series yeah it's <laughs> real it's we're here. really here bro damn me up damn me up we really Got here it. we're really here so on um, the 501 talk series um this is something me and my man charles came up with Based on good organic conversation, um, we wanted to just really share our thoughts because it was interesting to have such a deep thought, tell people about it, and they would actually want to listen to it. So, how yeah. do you feel? Well, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of topics we talk about in the day-to-day. You know, we, we go to work, people go to work, and people talk about things that are in their day-to-day lives, but it still, in some way, connects to what they do, mm-hmm. but 501 is... After 5 o'clock, right. that's where the real shit starts. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where we got our topic, 501, because we have good conversation, but it's still PC. You got to talk a certain way at work. And so 501 was kind of something we came up at work. You're like, you know what? Let me tell you how I really feel. So that's where the 501 came from. Again, me and my man Charles just have good conversation. So I'm Darren Ford. Like I've said before, this is my man Charlie Rod Newson. And uh, let's see what we got. Yeah. Let's see what we got. So, this is what I got on the topic for today. Kobe. Ooh. What? What? Let's first start off. What does Kobe mean to you? All right. Let's give. All right. Let's give. Let's give. Let's give the the viewers one day a little bit of background. Okay. Me and Charles are sports fanatics, but felt like you know what? Let's go ahead and record some conversation that allows us to talk sports, but then get real. And that's kind of like how me and my man try to go. So we're going to come up with these topics, see where it takes us. But it is sports driven. But as, and we should probably go into our round, um, as counselors, career counselors specifically, our job is to really connect people with opportunity, connect an experience that they probably did not realize was an experience, and help them find opportunity. And that's kind of what we've done with this conversation. So yeah, just want to give a little backstory on that. Um, Charlie, you think it's anything else? Um, I would say for us, we... We see that there's a lot of people that go through things, and mm-hmm. it's almost like sometimes they don't know how to navigate, but then we find topics that are just sort of normal to people, stuff that they experience in the day-to-day, stuff they see in the day-to-day, and mm-hmm. maybe that hopes to inspire them to see like, hey, you know what? Their lives are normal, but if they can understand their life a little bit better, maybe they can navigate and find their purpose a little bit better. So yeah, let's go into that, man, because Kobe, is, that's that's our guy. We definitely going to get into that, but let's... Let's know a little bit about each other, man. Like for those who don't know us, Charlie, tell us, tell us what you want to tell us about your story, man. Who who is Charlie Rod Newsom? Charlie Rod Newsom, shit. Um, <laughs> he is. I am. Um, someone who's really just kind of wants to help people. You know, mm-hmm. I, I see my purpose in life is to help people in any way I can. Um, I grew up in a town called Chino Hills, 
very affluent city, but I went to high school uh, in a not-so-affluent city called Chino, right next door. And I grew up, you know, seeing that my friends, they were, I felt different. Uh, I felt like I grew up in a family that was, you know, Asian household, parents are there, you know, and I felt like there was always a family presence. But then I see my friends and they're like, I have, my parents are divorced or, you know, uh, I'm not so close to my parents. And I grew up not understanding that as much. And so I feel like now as I go on in my life, I'm trying to understand my life a little bit better. I'm trying to, you know, understand other people's lives a little bit better and just find a way to, you know, make that connection and find a way to help other people and understand their lives a little bit more. What about you, man? Damn, for this is why I want to do a podcast. I'm figuring it out. My head goes everywhere. But backstory: grew up from grew up in Palmdale. Um, grew up in Palmdale. What you can say about that city? And the reason I'm explaining it because it does tell a lot about who I am. It's enough resources, yet it's a very slim amount, and you can go there be very shocked they're like oh it's not a bad place and it's really not but it's very uh, limited opportunity and that's just something that was always stuck with me being somebody from Palmdale so growing up in Palmdale you always wanted to get out and I think as I try to explore with you know with this podcast I think those ingrained things like made me like care about stuff where are I where it comes from I believe it's faith but I just started to care more like I care about getting out the city I care about helping people funny thing is you know, I was a peer counselor, sixth grade. Did I tell you that? No, you never told me that. I didn't tell you about that? No. Man. You keep so we'll, a lot of shit from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to explore, man. We're going to explore. But grew up in Palmdale. Football was my sport. Loved everything about sports. It was my way of getting out. It was also my way of developing. Go go ahead. I play football, run track, kind of do everything. But football is my main sport. Um, I made myself love it because I felt like there was opportunity in it. Um, it did become opportunity. Um, getting fortunate to go to college. And by going to college, kind of just going quick into that, uh, that was a big deal. Like, from where I was from, you didn't see too many people do it. So going to college was like, yo, you finish college, you're going to get handed a golden brick, and you're going to be able to take that with your life. So that was kind of like my mentality ever since I was a kid. My parents said, oh, you're always going to college. So when I get there, it's ex- different from what I experienced. I'll dump more into it. But it was, it felt like a, it felt like a job, like real talk. Like, it felt mm-hmm. like a job. And it was one of those things that made me grind because as I started to finally get around people that I've always wanted to be around, which were different, just not somebody from the typical city, it inspired me to be like, wow, there's really opportunities you can take with this, you know, with being in college. So I took advantage of that. I took a lot of bumps and bruises that I can't wait to talk about, but the bumps and bruises made me who I am today and made me care. So it kind of tied everything together. And long story short, you become a counselor. You literally get a chance to share your story and help people. And what better way of living my life and how I look at it. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I don't want to go too far into it. But I do feel like setting that tone is necessary to kind of go into the mindset I got. Because Charlie already know. Yeah. <laughs> my head be spinning. And that's why we're doing this thing, man. So That's so interesting because you talk about like. For you, growing up in Palmdale, college was almost like not even an option. It was more of like uh, an obstacle that you had to find your way to get to. Um, I feel like for me, that pressure of college is a necessity. Like you got to go to college or else you're going to have 
a failure of a job, failure of a life. You're not going to be able to support your family. Mm-hmm. At least that's, that's the mentality I grew up with is like, you know, you're going to go become a doctor. At least right. from the Asian culture, like you're either a doctor, a lawyer, or someone else who's being rich and taking care of the family. Yeah. And so I think it's cool that we just kind of come from different backgrounds, but mm-hmm. fate, whatever, I don't know what it is, brought us together to kind of talk about these sort of things and yeah. to make connections and um, make this podcast. Honestly. Yeah, for real. Like, we can just connect. We just literally just want to turn the recorder on and just hear ourselves talk because me and my man really get after it. So we're looking forward to hopefully inspire people. Um, I think in both of our roles, I, I can speak for both of us, but just speaking for myself at this point, um, helping people is, is a big deal. Like, for those who would relate to this, like, you feel a certain type of way. Like It makes you feel good that somebody that can depend on you. Like If I had to put what, what I do in a nutshell, that's kind of what it is. Like Being there for somebody and getting that feeling of like, wow, like I can really look out for somebody. And that's what pushes me, man. So... As counselors in the career field, we try to te- we try to teach that too, and hopefully some of that kind of rubs into this podcast a little bit of like, look, there's a lot you can do by just wanting to help people, and being able to see it from that perspective is is dope. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, dope. and a word I always hear you say is all about the mindset. It's all about kind of how kind of how you put the mindset, and we're gonna get into it. And, and I think the the right person that we can think about, at least for mindset, is Kobe. Um, I mean, for Kobe, he he kind of go through his life, and you know, I remember one thing we always talk about is that it's all physical things. Those are things that you can you know practice, teach yourself, and all that stuff. But the mentality, the mindset, like that's rare. Like you literally have to change everything about yourself and refocus and focus on the right things to have the right mindset. I mean, what do you think about Kobe and kind of what he means to you? Man, Kobe is one of those athletes that are relatable, but I feel like embodies what I want to be. If I had to speak for myself on it, obviously because I am, um, he embodies hard work. I always admire Kobe, not because he was like the best on the team necessarily, but like, but for real though, <laughs> Kobe's story was like, I'm going to outwork you. Oh yeah. What it made it was believable that you can be successful. Kobe was one of those people who was like, yo, no, like, I seriously get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, I shoot a 1,000 shots a day. Like, that alone is why I'm better. Mm-hmm. It's like, even as a kid, it's like, well, I can get up in the morning. I can spend all day in the gym. So just, th- that was just really inspiring to me to be able to see, like, wow, like, this person is something I can be. In his greatness, and then when his mentality as he's retired, it's like, that's why he was great. And I think appreciating him at an older age is like, it's it's mentality. Mm-hmm. And so, I know as me and Charlie talk about mentalities a lot, let's get into it. I just feel like that's the only thing that can really design the whole entire purpose of your life. I truly believe that if you set, you, if you set a mentality, your body will heal a certain type of way. I believe you set a mentality, I believe that you'll grow, you'll be able to even enunciate. Like, what I'm trying to get at is, if, if you said a mentality, I think it starts to inf- in impact your physiological, the physiological, you know, I don't know the words like that, so Charles going to have to help me out. Yeah, the but physiological the part physiological of it. The physiological part of your body, and that's why it's such a big deal to me, because at this point, I look at it like, 
people are successful for a reason. Everybody's successful in their own field, but they're successful for a reason. What are they always talking about? At this point, being 28 years old, I feel like I'm hearing the same thing. I feel like I'm hearing believe in yourself, achieve your goals, be responsible. Um, what else? You know, stand, be a leader, stand on your own two feet. And then people have literally manifested that into success. And that's just something I've been into. So, so then, like, out. okay, well, what's to say that? I mean, I'll challenge that a little bit. What is that to say that it isn't all, like, bullshit that people spew at you? It's, like, all these sort of slogans, like, oh, you know, you know, you got to work hard. You got to have the right mentality and all that stuff. Like, what's the, what makes the difference between it's just bullshit being spitted out versus, right. like, now it's a real thing that people realize and practice? Results. Results? Okay. I think, it's re- I think it really comes down to results. Um, it's because... At this point, because I've really been into this mindset thing, you just can tell when somebody's bullshitting or you can tell when somebody's serious. Everybody's smart. Like, that. you know what? This is how I feel about stuff. People are more lazy than they are dumb. But I think everybody's smart. So being able to experience what I've experienced, like, people definitely know what they're talking about. They can read better than me. They've seen more of the world. They know different languages. But when it comes down to stuff that needs to get done, it's a whole entire different ballpark. And that mentality is completely different. So you can have all the right words to say, basically, and still not be saying nothing. And that's what I can tell the difference is. So kind of to answer the question short, shorter, like more concise, I hear it and then there's a result that comes from it, then it's like, that he's for real. Yeah. The other guy's not. That's how I look at it. Because somebody can tell me, yo, wake up every day and go, like, work hard. And he'd be right. But one of them ain't going to do that. The other person's like, yeah, I just did it. I'm just like, make, make sure you do it because I'm about to do it tomorrow. Like, there's just a different conviction in what they right. talk about. So that's Or even that I'm guy who, like, tells you, oh, you know, like, wake up every day and work hard, and yet he's at home, like... You know, kicking back and watching TV. Like, I, almost, I almost feel like you can hear it in people's voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you really could. I mean, what you think, though? Like, mindset thing. Like, that's what we on. Why do you like Kobe? Let's let's see. What, let's talk about the mama mentality from Charlie's point of view. Yeah. Um, one of those, because uh, I think this all came about, like, you shared with me, like, Kobe had this mama mentality. I don't know. It was like an interview almost. And, you know, he's now in his retirement. He's you know, focusing on other things like, you know, making a children's show, telling a story. And, you know, I watched that interview and it just kind of stuck with me. Like, these are all the things that he did as an athlete, but now he's just taking it and applying to something different. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, he's still fulfilling what he really loves to do just in a different way. Mm -hmm. And one of the stories that I really liked him telling in that interview was he's saying like, you know, I was working out with, you know, one of the players that was on my team. And then he was like, you know, this guy who was working out with him wanted to be just as good. And he was saying like, yeah, you know what? All right, let's compromise. So you want to be just as good. Wake up with me, you know, five o'clock in the morning. Go work out with me. Go practice with me. And the guy's like, oh, all right, but we got this party to go to. Let's go to the party. Mm -hmm. And Kobe's like, all right, fine. Let's go to this party. So it goes to this party, they get, you know, they enjoy, have a good time, and guy, probably dead tired, gets home, right? Mm-hmm. 
Kobe's still knock knock knock. Hey, wake your ass up. We're gonna go to practice. Right. He's like, well, wait, what the fuck? Like, you know, we had a long night. Let's just relax. No, that's not Kobe. That's not how he works. He's like, if we're gonna go and do your thing and go party, you're gonna come with me and do my thing and work hard, because at the end of the day, results is what matters. And right. it's that mentality. It's like it's almost like he's a just an alien. He's like this freak guy. Like right. you know, you can't believe this guy's human, mm-hmm. but he is. And that's what that's like so inspiring because yeah yeah so inspiring yeah. Now I, I didn't want to cut you off. Did you have something else? No, no. I mean, yeah. it's really. I think it's just inspirational. I mean, right. that's that's the thing that. How does it inspire you though? Like, cause kind of to the same point you said. Mm-hmm. You got all right. How is it not bullshit? How is it not? You know how how you can tell it's real. So when somebody says like, "Man, I was deep. I'm inspired." Like, what does that actually mean? Like when you get inspired, like what does that mean? Inspired is us doing this right now. Okay, like what you mean? You know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, this was something like we thought about it a year ago, and I I feel like if I was to talk to anybody else about starting a podcast, it'd be like, yeah, yeah okay, let's do it next year, let's do right. it next summer, whatever. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, like us having these real conversations on the day to day at work, we feel this sort of like this is more than just. Let's talk about it. This right. is like, we're going to fucking do this. Right. We're, we're serious about this. Mm-hmm. And that's what inspiration is for me. It's like, okay. you have something that you you feel so strongly about that it's almost like, it's out of your control. It's like, it's going to happen. Yeah. And now I just got to set my mind to it and just make it happen. That's a deep, that's a deep ass way of looking at it. So you're saying it becomes a feeling that's almost uncontrollable, which makes you feel like you gotta do something about it oh hell yeah I mean that's okay, the same okay. feeling that's the same feeling I feel even when like I remember Kobe's last game that that is something that sticks with me because it's like this is a culmination of something that's been amazing and to watch that video I think it was either during halftime or, or even a video I think it was during his retirement um, okay. it was that video that was created for him that's just kind of like I was so shook and inspired at the same time that I was like you know what this guy has worked hard all his life and he's not doing it to please anybody else he's doing it for himself and he's doing it for something he's truly passionate about and that's kind of what I see it's like if I'm doing something that I'm truly passionate about why the fuck am I not gonna do it why why not yeah why not that's real man I look at inspiration is Believing in myself, but it, you know what? It feels like waking something up inside of me. Mm. If I had to give it a, you know, a depiction, it feels like it's waking something else inside me. Like an answer that I know I had, but until it was said a certain type of way, seen a certain type of way, it then becomes like, okay, I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it feels to me when I see, when I when I when I say when I think about Kobe and the story I was giving earlier, it's like he's I love Kobe. He's the greatest basketball player ever, but his beginning is get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I can get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I can get up at this time. I can do that. I was like, hold on. These are controllable things. It's doable. Mm -hmm. That's what inspiration looks like to me. When it's said, it wakes something up inside of me, and then it's like, oh, it's doable. Mm -hmm. It kind of almost makes me think. (sighs) It kind of almost makes me think, Chuck. 
You don't like Chuck. You like Charles. Charles. Yeah, Charles. I shorten everything, y'all. I shorten Chuck, absolutely Chuck everything. Chuck is what my cousins call me. Yeah. When they're like, oh, here's this little kid that is the youngest in the family. Right. Like, I've grown. Yeah. Oh, I'm Charles. I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm the type of person is like, if I hear your name is Sylvester, I'll somehow call you Lester. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'll find a way to shorten up every single name. People fucking hate that probably, but whatever. Yeah, I'm like, Lester. <laughs> like, who's this guy calling me Lester? <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, oh, we're not going to use names. Ooh, we'll, we'll cut that out. I was about to go into a name. But uh, I'm about to just fucking around this with record, bro. We can always cut shit out. Yeah, we you know what I'm saying? But we'll get into that shit later. But yeah, back to what we were talking about. Um, it makes me think inspiration. How I want to put it. I almost think that our purpose, regardless of religion, is to figure ourselves out and be the best version of that. I I think I personally think we come from a design. Because the way all this stuff makes sense to me, because like going into my analogy of just like always waking something up, why does it all make sense to me is because I do think there is a design. And then motivation is not just, oh, some fabricated like, like hoopla. It's like, no, this is actually a physiological, psychological thing that develops into civilization. Right? I'm motivated to to conquer the world, Alexander the Great. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's those sort of things that make sense. There's a designer. People are supposed to be motivated, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So I think when people are figuring themselves out, let's just go into it. You have motivational speakers, you have self help books, you have how to be a leader. It's all this advice that's like be the best version of yourself. Be the best version of yourself. Regardless of what language you speak, where you live, it's do this well and then you'll be this. Do something for yourself and then you'll become something that you're trying to be. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck with me on this one because I, I really always wanted to put this in and record because I want to see what other people think about that. So if it's all about that, essentially, regardless if you agree on it or not, like, oh, I believe it's God, oh, I believe it's meditation, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's still trying to do that. I'm trying to be the best version of myself. I'm trying to figure myself out. Right? If that's always the case, then are we really exploring ourselves internally versus trying to go out into the world and explore ourselves externally? I've always questioned that about motivation. Because I'm the best version of myself and I'm a social worker. Who is to say that I'm not as successful or as accomplished as... The CEO. Because if you became the best version of yourself and then we can get into societal things in business, you created an avenue, you got into things that became make you a good business leader. Mm-hmm. If I got into a helping profession, I became the best version of myself and just in whatever that context is, we went for the same thing. So we're internally motivated, inspired to do completely different things, but it comes from the same place. Well, something you about, think, yeah, something about that. I mean, I'll put this out there just for the podcast listeners is that mm. these are all the things that we feel and we believe. Y'all don't have to agree with it. Mm. Y'all don't have to vibe with it. We completely want you guys to think for yourselves. And at least all we're doing is just starting the conversation. You guys can take it from there. And so something that I think about kind of what you're saying is that society gets into this place where we always have to compare. We always have to compare like, okay, this CEO is making more money. This CEO is living in a big house. Therefore, that's what success looks like. 
Right. Versus, hey, there's a social worker who's impacting other people's lives. Why can't she be looked at as someone who's just as successful as the CEO? Right. And and I think that's that's the challenging part in in life is that you know there's always this comparison. And then this is something I even feel on the day to day. It's right. like sometimes I feel like I'm comparing myself to you know to others, right. and because I'm doing that. I feel like I'm my work is suffering from that because I'm always trying to be just as good as this person. I'm trying to do just as much as this person, but I don't I lose the value in myself to see like shit, I'm doing pretty good stuff here. Right. You know, and and that's just as good. Right. So definitely the question is getting into why. Because I feel like I've developed a mentality and I'm working on it to strengthen it. But I feel like I've developed a mentality that if we go on, if we go with this, because this kind of a theory, like again, Charlie was right. We just, we just have an inspired conversation and hopefully just inspires y'all to talk. That's really all this is. That's, that's what a podcast is. At the end of the day, ain't nobody know me, but <laughs> hey, they might relate. You know what I mean? And who, and what does that tell? What does that put into the world? Who knows? But hopefully it's something positive because I think we come from a positive place. Yeah. So, shit, let me not slip my mind on what I'm getting ready to say though. Um, Remind me one more time. So we're talking about success and what that looks like. Right, right. What that looks like for different people. So if you go with the theory, this again, like I said, my theory. If you go with the theory of you're trying to figure yourself out, it's all about what you know inside. Mm-hmm. If you stick with that theory, I think it's a way to avoid that sort of pressure. Because I'm trying to figure myself out. Why do I need to figure it out through something, somebody else, mm-hmm. or some, some, or, or something else? If I'm over here, like, all right, I'm of, a, I'm of, of a particular race, I'm of a particular design. Like, I'm, I have to be the best version of myself to be where I need to be. It don't matter what somebody else thinks. What you think about that? Like, do people know that? Do people are people thinking otherwise because of what? Because I can say what I said from my standpoint. Because this took time mm-hmm. to think like this. But what do you think? Check this out. So something uh, I've told you before, and something I, I've experienced is I went into my career now of yeah, I'm a career counselor, but I went into my career thinking I was going to be a marriage and family therapist, mm-hmm. and the reason why was because I felt like there had to have been something wrong in my life growing up or growing up with my family that made me feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm not good enough or there's something wrong, wrong with this family and I need to fix it. And so I went into the profession, maybe the wrong way, I don't know, but trying to understand what's going on in my life. And, and I think going through it, it, it made me feel like, shit, well, this is normal. What I go through in my life is normal because mm. other people deal with the same stuff. Mm. And... And I think to your point is, it wasn't until where I am now, like I'm married now, just got married this year, and I... Shout out Chuck, I mean Charles, we're going to get into that too. <laughs> <laughs> and we we moved out to our new place. And it's like, this is probably the happiest I've felt in a while. Because now I'm not relying on what my family thinks. I'm not relying on now being restricted to feel what my family wants me to feel. I can make my own decisions. I can feel what I want to feel. And quite honestly, it feels great. 
mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's almost like a breakaway feeling. And I feel like yeah. once you break away from that and, and for, forget what other people are saying, and you do what you feel is right for you, right. that feels empowering. What do you think starts that? Because everybody can relate to that. I can relate to that. What starts, I feel like I need to spread away. I feel like I can finally be myself. Like, what do you think starts that initial mental process of like, I need to prove my, you know, I mean, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. I feel like it's different for everyone, but I know for me personally, it was, I'm sick of feeling this way. I'm okay. sick. I'm sick of feeling like I'm a, I'm a failure. I'm sick of feeling like I, I need to be someone for Were this family. Failing? I wasn't failing, but I was made mm. to feel like I was failing. Mm, okay. And, and I, I, I want to know where to feel like that again. And so every step I've taken since then has been, I'm not going to want to feel that way. So I'm going to take steps to go away from that. Okay. But what is it for you? What What is that's, breaking away look like for you? That's deep because it gets into the whole thing of adversity makes you stronger. Adversity makes you who you are. And adverse situation make it makes you become something because I can relate definitely to that I feel like what made me want to be who I wanted to be we keep it in 1000 we might have to not record this part but I'm going to keep it a buck I feel like I didn't want to end up like my parents and let's go into that because it's not about parenting parenting I would I would I suggest they write a book because I feel like I turned out great it's not what I'm talking about. I saw, and just nothing that was, and it was told to me, but it's more like innate than anything. I saw what I didn't want it to be early. Mm. Feeling you talking about, that's the only way I can explain it. Like, I can see when you come home and are upset. I can see that you're always complaining about work. Like, and, and it was just immediately, it's like, oh, I don't want to feel like that. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to do that. Like, I need to get away from that however, wh- whatever way. Mm-hmm. And that was just basic motivation for me. So, I remember being in high school looking for a job. I was like, I'm not working fast food. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's the whole story of you need a job. You better pay, not pay your own bills, but like, if you want stuff, you need to pay for it. You need to find a way to work. So, it was that lifestyle. Like I got, I want to say I had to work. But given the mentality of what I grew up in, what I had to get away from, I was made to think I had to work. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, even in that, it was like, well, I'm not doing fast food. Like, I need money, but I'm not doing that. I'm eliminating a lot of chances at a job because I don't want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I was ever taught that. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Because it's not what I wanted to be in now. So, my adversity kept me on a path crazy thing is I've talked to my dad about this never like explored it but he said to me one time I feel like I was being I'm paraphrasing I can't remember what he said five years ago but he said I feel like I was negative because I feel like I I learned more from things I didn't want to be than I wanted to be I wish I could have been around more things that inspired me and this is like your dad said that? my dad said this shit I've probably been like 23 20 I was 23 because that's that's the light switch, and we'll get into other future podcasts about that light switching. But that's when the light switched for me. Like at 23, like my, I was a different person. Like 23, whatever day, 
and the day before, two completely different people. There was a point in time in my life for that. So I'm at that age. He tells me that. I'm like, damn, that's exactly how I feel, but I'm motivated by it. He said, I wish I could have been inspired. I was inspired. I was like, I'm not going to be that. And that's what put me on my path. Isn't that crazy, though? Like, your your dad says something like that where it it was almost like, this is something I wish would have happened for me. And it it brought something in you. It uh, awoken something within you that was kind of like, damn, his situation that, um, you know, I can see myself possibly going down that path. But it was like, oh, shit, like, here's this other path now that it's become clear to you that, hey, I could take this path and go down that. That's the scary thing about adversity and motivation, bro. Because I'm really starting to get into my bag about this shit. Because I believe that was absolutely necessary for my development. Absolutely necessary. That adverse feeling of, wow, like there's so much stuff around me I don't want to be. It set me on a path. The fucking crazy shit about it is that that same feeling can downward spiral an individual. Oh, hell yeah. It can be the exact same thing. And it make that person go somewhere they shouldn't be. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, I don't know if this kind of ties in any way, but the first thing I thought of when you brought up, like, is that mentality and it's kind of how someone chooses to go about it is, you know, um, I in my family, I had a lot of family members and even people close to me that had cancer. Mm-hmm. And that was something that, I, I didn't understand at an early age because a lot of them had cancer around the time that I was in high school and I was like, I'm still trying to process like what the fuck is happening here? Like why why are they suffering like this? And uh, it made me think like, you know, watching them go through cancer, it felt like it was going down that path that you're talking about now where it's like all they see is this sort of darkness that it almost feels like they're crippled to it. Like, they can't see any other way out of it but to give into it and, and to let it consume them. But then, on the flip side of that, you know, I had a friend, um, shout out to my friend, mm-hmm. uh, that he had cancer as well. And he he saw almost that darkness, but he was like, you know what, fuck this. Like, I have so much more to live in my life. He had cancer at a really young age. He was like, I have fucking so much more to do in my life and I didn't even get to do what I wanted to do in my life. Because he, throughout his, most of his life, he's like, I'm made to go into engineering. And he was going to go down that path. But it wasn't until cancer hit him and made him, like, awaken something that he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'd rather be doing what I love, which is dancing. And that's what he's doing now. He's living his best life. And he chose he wasn't going to allow cancer to consume him. And it's almost like that switch. It's like once they make that switch, it's like, I'm going to do everything in my fucking power to go overcome cancer. And he did. Like, how inspiring is that? Wow. That, that's kind of going back to that point we were talking about earlier. Like, the mindset can literally change your physiological, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's not hoopla, bro. You know what I mean? Like right. we were talking about earlier, like, oh, how's it bullshit? How's it not? Results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's results. And this and let's keep it a bug. We're 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 educated people. We're not saying that he cured himself from cancer. Maybe he did, but we're not saying that that was the goal. Mm-hmm. The mentality 
made him live a life where you put yourself in situations, you do whatever you need to do to get inspired and just take advantage, and that's what happened. Yeah. That that's what it is. That's what it is because there's been stories. It's been stories where people have lived with just devastating diseases or just ailments at an early age, but how they lived, bro, you can you can cry right now thinking about some of these stories. Hell yeah. Did they live? No. But what is their story? Mm. What are you going to remember them by? The kid who died at six years old or the kid who lived his best life, found joy in whatever, and it inspired you? Like, that be the shit. That, that's the mindset. Mm. That's the mindset that I'm getting at, bro. So, this is going to get deep, and I feel like you can vibe with this. Let's go. When they say that they're living, are they really living? Uh, who? Anyone. So they're saying like, oh. oh, I'm alive right now. But are you really alive? Like, are, are you living your life in this state of mind where you're not really alive? You're not living your best life. You're not, you're, you could be living in a shell of what you think is life. But really, you're not living your fullest potential. So it's like, you're alive, but are you really alive? <laughs> if we define no. life like that. I would say most of us aren't living, bro. No. I would say most of us aren't living because I think there's a lot of pressures, things to get in the way to make you feel worse to yourself. Like marketing, getting people to buy stuff. If you really think about the root of it, you are profiting off insecurity. Marketing is probably... And I'm thinking we're correct. We should be. We're career counselors. <laughs> Marketing is probably one of the most profitable positions in the world. For sure, America. But not how not the world? Marketing. Hey, can you want to buy this? Man, you know you need some something to drink? I guess I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you can kind of clean that up, man. Let me get you this new razor and cut all that shit off. Yeah, yeah I'd be looking kind of crazy. It's like shit I don't even need, but it made to believe I need it. <laughs> right? How? If I make me believe that I need it, then I need it. That has consumed so much of humanity that that's why I think a lot of us don't live our best life. Because I need something to then feel a certain type of way. Let's get into the shit. I've told you off air, obviously, this is our first podcast, but... My ultimate regret playing sports and why is like it's all tied together. It's all tied together on why like I had that animosity feeling like I can't be like my parents. But I needed approval before I felt like I was good. Mm-hmm. Specifically sports, football for sure. Ooh, if I can make this play, then I'm a good receiver. If I can do this, I can I, I can prove that I'm good. I didn't go out there like, oh, I'm good at this. I, I do this show all the time. I play in the backyard. I can catch a football. He was like, oh, if I catch it here, they're gonna they were gonna respect me. Never worked out, ever. It's not until extreme adversity, and we can kind of get into what we were talking earlier before about survival instincts. I think extreme adversity. Then made me realize, all right, this ain't working. You got to do something different. Like this whole like living for the coach and making sure people like you shit. 
it's just not adding up. Like I'm, I'm, I feel like people don't like me all the time for one. And I'm being liked. I didn't grow up like a, like bullied and shit. Like people like me, but it's always like, ah, oh, got to do this now. Oh, I got to make sure my hair's cut and lined up a certain type of way. Cause I'm expected to have waves. Fuck how exhausting is that? I'm bald by the way, y'all. <laughs> like this is where it was. And it's like, ah, 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 pressure. You take that to a macro level. Parents telling you this, schools telling you that, girlfriends telling you that, the insurance people telling you that, credit people telling you that, and that's already your your mentality. You're always gonna be, uh, you're always gonna have to respond in a way like, oh, I, I got to do this, I got to. How are you even taking the time to be like, bro, I love myself? How are you taking the time like I need to inspire somebody? Cause you're so worried about how other people think, and that's that's what I think it is. Yeah. Uh... It's not to say those who are listening who pursue a career in, in marketing, go for it. Uh, Don't let us discourage you. Do it you. the right way. Do it the right way. Yeah, um, love, your, love your job. You should so, definitely love your job. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, kind of going back a little bit into talking about failure, um, it, it, it's that feeling of, you know, something that even ties to kind of as we we're talking about with Kobe is like, it's normal to fail. People don't seem to get that. And it's not something that's even taught to someone at an early age, people think like, I, I have to be the best. I have to outplay this guy or I have to be smarter than this person. It's never thought to believe that, hey, you know what? This feeling of failure, it's normal. It's a part of my toolbox of emotions that I should be feeling. And I mean, that's something I, I know I, I surely dealt with growing up because I, I, for one, never felt like I was competent as a child or even as a son for that matter because it was always like oh well you know you don't know how to cook this let me take over and do that for you you don't know how to assemble this let me take over and do that for you and so that gets into my psyche making me feel like shit well maybe i am not good enough and now i go through my like i went through my life for a certain point thinking like shit well what does that make me then am i deserving of even loving myself am i deserving of even you know, an education if I'm just going to fail at that anyways. And I mean, it it takes something in someone to realize that like, you know what? I, I need to fail. I I need to experience adversity to then see like, Hey, you know what? This is okay to feel. And I think, you know, with, with kind of tying it back to, to kind of how Kobe was experiencing it. You know, I remember his first couple of years playing, it was like, he was trash. I mean, yeah. you know, he came off the bench. He airballed his first shot. Right. But I don't think that ever stopped him. Mentality. Mentality, like, he understood, and, and from those who have been great, understood that you have to fail. Yeah. Like, they didn't, and that's what's big, man. Like, that's why I think this type of stuff is important. Just put different type of energy out in the world because... It's so much influence to say like, no, failure is bad. You always gonna think it's bad, but it's not. <laughs> That's the trip about this type of stuff, that it's not. Like I remember talking talk to one of my homeboys, man, when I was like, you know, woke and all that shit. It's like I could look ninety nine people in the eye and they all tell me the same thing. I'll be like, I don't care. Right? That and but I knew where that came from. And this is a big deal, and that's why I think I get passionate about stuff. And we're going to do this 501 series because we ain't going to... We'll see how we're going to record. Just pause it right quick. Yeah. We'll see how we record. But I feel like it's important to get into the shit that work, and we'll get into all that. But 
the thing about that shit is that <laughs> I'm just thinking right now. But the thing about that, remind me where I was at. My bad. I, I started spinning. Where was I at, Charles? Um, you were talking about you know just experiencing failure, and and so for, you're talking with one of your homeboys. I'm talking about one. Of, I was talking to one of the homeboys, and I said I could look 99 people in the eye and be like, I don't believe you. And I knew what that meant because I wasn't being stubborn. It's like I'm embracing thinking for myself. I can think different. So let me, I didn't get the chance to tell you the whole story if I was getting suspended. Oh, yeah. So just jump into this stuff. Then we can switch topic. But mentality is a big deal, man. But college, 2012. Went to a Christian school. You, you It's college. <laughs> it's, college. it's college. People have fun. People party. People drink. People have sex. It's, it's college. It's college. I can't control that. Off campus party. We were popular with football and all this stuff. All this shit. We're going to have a party. The party, you know, it's, it's college. So the theme is what the theme was. It's like people coming there doing their thing. Big. It's Facebook era. So, like, oh, go on Facebook, go on this and go on that. So, give me, let me give you the specific. Okay. My house with my roommates, they're not necessarily associated with my friends, but my friends come over a lot. They know who they are. Hey, before we want to throw a party at your crib. We got a pool. We got a four-bedroom house. It's lit, right? Everything that you want to cop, air quotes. So, we're like, uh, school's kind of crazy. But, fuck it. We're in college. Mm-hmm. Talked to my roommates. And it was a skepticism. It was like, uh, okay, college, stupid. You know what I mean? Okay, we have this party. It's huge. Everybody's showing up. It's lit. Like, this is around the time Project X came out. People actually oh it. shit, <laughs> no, the whole shit. Yeah, you know, it's a party. You know that up party. Yeah, we smoking, we drink, we have a good ass time. Have the have the party. Two holes get busted in the wall. Okay, like bah. All right, time for y'all motherfuckers to go. Y'all breaking shit now. Cops come. Oh shit! Everybody get out of there. All right, that goes by. It might have been a week later, bro. This is in May. This is a month before school's over. I'm a senior in college. I'm done with this shit. Like, school's already hard as fuck. I'm done with this shit. Fucking get on. My roommates get an email from the, like, student life dean or some shit. Hey, we heard about a party at your place. You need to come in for a hearing, right? They get it. Mm -hmm. So, for one, they don't even know it's me. You know what I'm saying? It's not even me. They go in there. Of course, my name comes up. Who else do you live with? Oh, damn. This is debatable snitching, but we're going <laughs> to leave that out of it. We're going to leave that out of it. So, I get called into that shit. Going hard on me. Oh, you had this. You had that. Um, You are, you know, you're responsible for this and all this stuff, right? I knew everything about me. Had pictures. Had the whole shit, right? He was like, look, this is something that's, you know... We can't let slide. If this happens again, I mean, if uh, you know, if we find out it's you, like you can get suspended from school. And I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is bullshit. But I'm not going to admit to this shit because, to my defense, and this could be making excuses. I don't give a fuck. I didn't throw the party. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all can have it at my house. Y'all can have it at my house. But y'all do all that shit. Mm-hmm. They put it on. I, I made no marketing efforts right to make right. this party happen. Right? It was just lit because they know who they are. A week later, that happens. Um, I go into I'm gonna keep it a book 
I was not worried about that shit. I was sitting there like, you know what? School is so hard. I'm not even thinking about that shit. I'm trying to pass my finals. Let me just get this shit out the way. Oh, you have a hearing to make our final decision. So me and my roommates all had to go up there together. It happened to be raining, by the way, which is just funny. So we get up there. The first dude... Um, so they make us go in there three, like, separately. Like, oh, right. you talk, I talk, blah, blah, blah. The smoked. This fucking thing. I'm, I'm like, I'm so, I'm so nonchalant. I'm like, I don't even care. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, I ain't gonna get in trouble. Oh, you need to teach how to pe- teach people how to be that nonchalant because I'm sure people are sweating in that situation. Bro, we mentality, but we'll get into yeah. that shit. Yeah. I was like, I'm not tripping. Like, I'm not, I'm not in trouble. I know, this, this, this. I'm all talking myself up. Like, I know I didn't do this. I know I didn't do that. Like, what are they going to base it on? It's, you know, as the story unfolds, you know, it's people came back to the dorms drunk. They tell you where it's at. You know, you go, you know, you have friends that are in college and, you know, white kids, they have no, you know, no law and shit. They're like, oh, they can't blame that on you. They can't actually pin that and say, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm over here, got all this shit in my head. Like, oh, so they believe a couple drunk white girls who said I went to a party over there that, um, um, it's my house and I gave them alcohol and you believe all this shit? Like, come on. Like, and I'm going to get it. You're going to kick me out of school for it? Like, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it had no words. Go up in there. First guy goes in. He walks out. Um, he says, don't go, don't, don't look that way. Walk out. But he looked like, okay. First roommate, he was already a funny guy. So he was like, okay. I'm like, oh, we're good. Yeah. I'm super not chilling now. Yeah. I mean, not tripping now. Next dude goes up in there, right? Same. 10, 15 minutes, he walks out, like, just, he's like, yo, don't go that way, go this way, okay, whatever, pushes the door, just walks out, I'm like, okay, mm, that's weird, that's different, <laughs> that's weird, so I'm a little nervous, I'll get into this, I get into the room, same dude who grilled me the first time, he said, I have your decision in this envelope here, uh, and I'm talking like that, because he's like that, uh, we can, uh, we can look at it together, I can tell you what's in it, and you can take it home. First off, why does he sound like Obama? Uh, he sound, no, my boys, my boys is trying to be a, a southern draw, racist, old white dude. Like, Got it. Uh, okay. Like I'm like I'm better than you type shit. Like, oh, like uh, I can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, bitch, oh, like, uppity. Uh, like that type of shit. So I'm like, I'm just in there. I credit this to marijuana to me personally. That's how I feel about the shit, especially then. I was like, look, <laughs> I'm gonna get into that, but I'm like, bro, you might as well just tell me. I don't feel like I would have said that. That's why I brought that up. I don't feel like I would have said that. So, because, you know, you kind of get like, I don't care, dude. Like, just tell me. I'm like, bro, you might as well tell me. Why are you going to hand me an envelope and tell me to open it, but you know what it's in the envelope? So, yeah. I was like, just tell me. You're suspended. Heart drop. Heart, like, legitimately drop. Like, you're suspended from the school. You're suspended from the university. This is what has to happen. So, I immediately go into desperation mode. I go, uh, I'm going to appeal. This is bullshit. This is that. This is that. And so not to make a story too long, it was adversity. This, that's what it's about. It was adversity. It was, you're done with school. You, your tuition and all that stuff, it don't count. All this stuff he's explained to me. I'm like, I could have been in the dumps, my dude. I could have been in the dumps. I like, I had just had a meeting with financial aid maybe like a month ago. Like, oh, we ran out of money. Like, you can't take out no more loans. You have to go to the bank and get a private loan. So, it's like, this is my last shot at getting my degree. Like, legitimately. Ain't going to tell me some shit like that. And, like I've shared, it was, fuck that. You're not going to take my degree away from me. So, I had to go to appeal process. All that shit. They had me sweeping up janitor dorms, write a paper, get a mentor. Um, I think it's all important part of the story, but not to take too much time. It was just, 
that I told people made me a man. Mm. If I had to, if I had to put a date on when I became a man, I was 22 years old in May. May, whatever that day was, I became a man because I literally stood on my own two feet and was like, "Fuck that! I'm about to think for myself. You're not going to just kick me out of school." That mm. the adversity we were talking about. I was like that. Parents never knew. I told my parents two years later. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like my own, my own, the only people that I like I told people I cared about, and that adversity made me look at shit completely different. What? Fucking. What? What? What changed for you? Like, what? What was the mindset that you went in to that meeting? Because I'm thinking, like, if I was in that same situation, right, I probably would have gone off on this guy. So, yeah, what? 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 was different what made it work for you to where you can now like hey you know what i can move on i can get my degree i can graduate what stopped you from just going off on this guy and it's the funny thing is that it i feel like it's one of those things that i it make, makes me jaded because I, you need to do this but i hate that i have to is that i needed it i needed to get out of that situation mm-hmm. like at the end of the day let me not blow this and actually get kicked out of school mm-hmm. that's what made me keep pushing I've looked that man in the eyes a few times afterwards. Like, I seen him at the gym, shook his hand, did all this shit that, you know, it's appropriate, man. Like, I, I think I was raised right to be, to treat people with respect and, and to conduct yourself in the best version of you that you need to conduct yourself, like, regardless of feelings. So it was like, hey, how you doing, uh, bitch? And when I walk away, but it's like, I can't give him that energy right now because I need to get up out of here. But once I got let, you know, once I got up out of here, man, I don't know how many times I called him a mother. Mm-hmm. But that, I feel like I just needed that shit. Yeah, I think you know. I think that's something that even uh, sort of I, I kind of find in relation to uh, that interview with Kobe is that being able to listen, understand, and know who you're working with in that situation. Because in that situation, you could have easily gone off on this guy, right. it, and it could have gone, you know, a shitty way for sure. But you, in that mindset, you're like, okay, well, if I do that, if I'm hearing this guy right, as soon as I say something that's inappropriate or is even slander, right. he's going to shut me down and I'm out. I'm, I'm done. But you're like, you know what? I'll, let me think critically here. Let me, let me see what, what the situation is. You kind of got to know that. And then now you're like, okay, well, let me approach myself this way. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies to a lot of things in life now where it's like, even the people you work with, the people you see on the day-to-day, the people you collaborate with, like you have to listen. You have to know who you're working with. Your audiences. And you know your audiences. Because right. once, you, once you do that, once you get to know the people, I mean, you may not agree with them. You're like, oh, fuck this person. I, I can't stand this person. Right. And But if you and yourself in that moment, you got to get shit done, you can find a way to make it work. You're making a project or whatever. You find a way to make it you work. Find a way, man. It's not. That's not. You have to be a friend of this person outside right. of work. But in that moment, you find a way to make it work. So we have a profession where we try to counsel people. Like, what are your thoughts on that mentality? That, from a personal standpoint, because, and I say that because we have to be sensitive in our world. Yeah. We have to be. Like, oh, okay. And it's 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 it's, ne- it's necessary. It is. It's five hundred one though. Mm-hmm. How much of that do you take and be like, okay, and like tell them like, what's the bottom line? What do you need to get done? Like, I mean, what is your thoughts on that? Because it's hard for me to be like, this is fucking crying on my face. Man. Like, I, it's hard for me for that. I ain't gonna lie, it's hard for me for that because 
if if somebody in my experience has complained about exactly what they need to do, and they're just making excuses on why not to do it, mm-hmm. like it's hard, it's hard to listen to like oh the reason you're not doing it is because of this, mm-hmm. because somewhere in your mind you still know what you have to do. Like I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a question I try to answer myself a lot of times, and I don't know what it is. I I guess I feel that type of way more so with people who I think should know better, Mm. Um, you know, but if it's like, hey, you know, if it's a student who's come to see me and they're like, you know, shit, like I'm dealing with all this stuff and, you know, this is my first time in college or whatever and like I, I still don't get it and they come back like, 10 days later and saying the same shit like you know what like maybe you just don't maybe you don't get it yet maybe you're not at that point in your life where right. you're like you know what I, I have it figured out right. but what pisses me off is people who I think should know better who I think are educated to a point where they should know better but they still choose to do otherwise if you hear that outside right now yeah. that's coyotes oh that's the coyotes that's the coyotes oh, you fucking hear this shit I got a bunch of puppies <laughs> Puppies get eaten by coyotes. For real, though, for real, that's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I mean, that's what bugs me more is people who I think should know better. How do you come to that uh, conclusion about a person? Um, I feel like it's almost a. I mean, it comes back to a feeling. I feel it's like I don't know if it's just me or I, I get a sense of. I can sense where a little bit of that bullshit is coming from. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I don't know. It's just like a feeling where it's like, hey, you know what? I've been seeing a little bit of this. That seems like bullshit. Right. That seems like... Instincts. Instincts. Man. Yeah. I feel like it is a lot yeah. of instincts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, man. Because it's, it's really just a different way of thinking of never justifying any mistake. Like, I guess I'm just a believer. And it's probably hard for people to believe this, but... I'm just a believer that all people have potential and should be successful. Or not should, because nobody just deserves shit, but can be. Mm-hmm. Can be. And if there's a reason why you can't, let's let's figure out a way where you can't. Like, mm-hmm. Let's not make an excuse why you can't, because I feel like ultimately what I fear and I think what I'm passionate about really is that you don't have to be defeated. Like you really don't. Like You can literally think your way out of a situation. And if somebody goes in with a defeated mentality, they're never going to feel accomplished. And I don't feel like people should walk around like that. Like, I'm never going to be anything. Like, that has to be miserable. And there's there's nothing about anybody's situation that says, I'm not going to be anything. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a feeling. That's a, 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 a way that your mind has started to just wrap itself around insecurities, doubt, all this stuff that makes you weaker. And it's just not, it's not okay. And, I mean, we're talking now because, and it sounds dramatic and it sounds, oh, wow, like, duh. But, like, so many people just, just walk around like, oh, I'm not good enough. It's okay. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I can be a good mom. I don't think I can be a good father. I don't think I'm deserving of success. It's like, why? Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's, just, that's where it's just like, bro. That's bad, man. Like, it's... And I speak from experience, my dude. Like, I'm, I, I would be fortunate to say I never, like, felt like 
I, I wasn't worth shit. But I know that I felt like I couldn't do enough. So I found a way to settle. And early in my life, I feel like I found a way to settle. It's funny. I was actually thinking about this even, like, kind of coming in. Like, I found a way that I'm able to acknowledge now how to disappear in a crowd. Hmm. I used to, I got, <laughs> just thinking about just little stupid, little short examples of, like, if there was, like, a crowd of people and there was, like, a dance-off or I always go talk to this girl, like, I, 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 when I didn't feel like I could do that, like, I, it, I felt like I was, like, doing it. Or what I'm doing is leaning back. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, leaning back kind of, like, like awkwardly and yeah, just kind of uncomfortably. Like, oh, hold on, they about to ask everybody to dance and make sure, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of fade back so they yeah. don't ask me, right? And then you know, and they don't see me because it's like, oh, we want to do this shit, and you know, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're not gonna ask that guy, you know what I mean? And I felt like I was unconsciously doing that for a long time, a really long time, and what woke me up was in the moments I didn't want to fade back. I wanted to step up. It was uncomfortable. And they noticed the behaviors before. Mm. Like, I love sports. Sports is, it was one of the bursts of this podcast. Because, like, there's so much to the, just the human psyche that is involved in sports. It's like, it's literally like doing your life and then getting a chance to do it again. I really feel like that. That's what mm. sports is to me. Yeah. I got to go all through this adversity. I can live 13 years into a lifestyle. It sucks to get ripped out of it, but you get ripped out of it. And then you're asked to do the same thing in success. Like, oh, well, now you got to go, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, I've done this before. So that's why I appreciate sports. And, yeah. I, think, and I think something that, that people sometimes have a, a, a tough ability to grasp is that it's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Everything... It's going to. It's going to feel uncomfortable. Everything in life that maybe is foreign to you or, you know, initially you don't like it, it's going to feel uncomfortable. But the thing is, it's like a lot of things in our life feel uncomfortable. You know, taking a shit can feel uncomfortable. I don't right. know, just like simple yeah. things like that. But it's like throwing up feel uncomfortable. Throwing up feel uncomfortable. You stick your finger down your throat. You need to. <laughs> but it's like at the end of it, well, am I gonna go through life like suffering or being vacant, or am I gonna feel this tiny moment of feeling uncomfortable? And let's just see what happens, right? Because I think that's what people are afraid of. It's like they don't know what's gonna happen. At the end of that uncomfortable. They think they're going to be uncomfortable for the rest of their lives. Exactly. But they don't realize that you're uncomfortable now. Right. <laughs> right? Like, how more, much more uncomfortable can you be? Yeah. Like, you're thinking about being uncomfortable every day. That has to be uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> like, seriously. No, real talk, man. Like, And I think adversity, you know, that can be played out in a lot of different ways. But I think adversity is one of those knives, or at least... Um, reality checks that make you be like, man, okay, well, this ain't working. Mm-hmm. I got to figure it out. Because like I was saying, I tried to disappear in the background and then there was times I didn't, but they were like, oh, no, you're not the one. And then I would be upset that they were like, oh, well, why you ain't consider me that? But when, now that I'm able to look back, it's like, psh, no wonder they thought that. I was disappearing on them. I was fading away and I was showing unconfidence. Body, people will radiate energy. You know what I mean? There's an energy that you can sense. So, let's do a pause. Boom. All right, we're we're back. 
it's not gonna feel like that because it's gonna sound like we've just been doing this the whole time. But yeah, we even went to the pool and, and chilled out. <laughs> you know, so this is our first time. We trial running. We were tired. <laughs> we had to take a two hour pool break. But <laughs> hey, man, um, where we we had a lot of off air good conversation. Where we at, man? I think we talked about a lot of things, and it was a lot of stuff that kind of went into how we operate and, and sort of how how we go about our lives. And a lot of it comes from, you know, how we were raised about how our parents treated us, how we even see our kids and how we want to treat them. And I think ultimately it all comes back to, like, we want the best version of ourselves despite everything we've gone through because that's still a part of us. But we also want the best version of ourselves going forward and, and continuing on for our children. So how would you wrap up this first podcast, bro? Like, given the entire experience, good conversation, what what can people stay in tune for? Ooh. It's like a, like, a, like a preview, like you a sneak peek, uh, a yeah, teaser. Like, what did we do? What did we accomplish today to yourself? What do you think we accomplished today? Good. Um, I think we accomplished that we have to begin to accept what's in us, what, what we've experienced in our lives, what we want to be, what we don't want to be, and be able to embrace it because it's going to realize something within us that we didn't expect and be able to take steps towards that. That's a great way to sum it up, bro. I feel like that's how I want to live my life. I understand myself, be the best version of that. I feel like it's been making sense at this point. I think it's worth living for, man, like really figuring yourself out. Like we've been saying all day, like it puts a lot of stuff into perspective. That's important to hear, man. Like I get motivated by, oh, we got a guest star? We have a guest star over here. Hey. This is... You know, Charlie's wife that's uh, gonna be jumping in. <laughs> this is episode two. We're gonna get into that. Oh yeah, you get y'all get to really yeah, have a like, guest star uh, sneak peek right uh, now. We're gonna have some topics and shit. Like what? What's it? Wondering be? how years are ending it. Oh, we're coming up to a summer. And like how? Like how it has to do with your main topic, which was originally Kobe before I walked away. Oh, um, I mean, bro, I think it was I thought about it. Huh? I thought about it. Thought about what? Kobe? I thought about how it kind of ties back. Okay. What you, what you, what you I thought about it in the sense that if he's going to live his athletic life to its fullest, didn't sacrifice it for anyone, and he could still now be retired and go on to live almost like a second best part of his life telling stories, it's like, why can't we have something like that? Like, almost like, hey, you know what? We're in our primes right now, but to really kick off our career and, and really go in the, the best parts of our career. So we retire, we have kids, we're next, we're gonna live our next best part of our life and passing it on to our children. Man, as a hero, he literally embodies what ultimately you wanna try to be. Be the best version of yourself. Learn to be great. Not change that, but take that and evolve it. Mm-hmm. All still 
within yourself and continue to be the best version of that and let, and let life be what it is. Kobe, for the most part, lives a, he's just, he's feeling like he lives a very full life. Like, it seems like he cares about what he's doing every day. And I think that's important. Like, you can just find a way to care about what you do every day. They let, that's my advice. That shit's lit. If you can just care about what you do every day, I ultimately think you you reached a potential. And then you just ride that out and be the best version of that. And that, I think that's all you can really be asked to do. I really do. Care about what you do. Because it, it always turns into something positive. You know what I mean? Like, like I care, which makes that person care, which motivates that person, which, you know, you know that's, and then that and puts positivity in the world. What, what else? So ultimately, to you all, you know, live your best life and care about what you do because, you know, you have this life and make the most of it. Live my best life. Y'all heard that song yet? And we out. We crushed it. The day one complete. Until next time, folks. Yeah, we got Darren Ford. A.K.A. D. Ford, A.K.A. Professor D. Ford, hey. and then you got Charlie Rod Newsom, A.K.A. Charles. Bougie Bowtie. Hey. We out. We out. Thank you all for listening to the latest episode of the Five on One Talk series. This is genuine conversations with no filters. So definitely catch us next time for our latest episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Bougie Bowtie and Professor D4. That'll be it for us now. We'll catch you later. We out. Peace.